Hey guys, welcome to The Dietitian Project, a podcast where I have real, gritty, and honest conversations about the role of a dietitian and provide practical, empowering advice for finding your passion within the field, improving your job satisfaction, and building financial freedom. I'm your host, Krista Kolajesic, or The RD Entrepreneur on Instagram. I come to the table with years of experience working in nutrition care and the food industry, and most recently, I've taken the leap from my comfortable corporate job into pursuing entrepreneurship full-time as a freelance dietitian. With this podcast, I really hope to explore some of the challenges that dietitians face, being undervalued, underpaid, and underutilized, while also providing practical and tangible advice for building the life and career you absolutely love. So thanks for joining me. I'm super excited to take you along this journey with me. One of the biggest questions that I get from my coaching clients is how can you possibly post something on Instagram every single day without it feeling like a part-time job? And I tell you, I used to think and feel the exact same way when it came to social media and my business. I used to absolutely dread it. I would just say, hey, I'm not good at this. I knew it was important for my business, but I would always come up with excuses not to do it, telling myself things like, oh, you know, it's not going to matter if I don't post consistently or just feeling annoyed. I would throw some random post up last minute that I didn't put a ton of time or effort into just so I could feel like I'd actually posted something. Flash forward to now where I have found a way to consistently post every single day, sometimes even twice a day, and it feels almost effortless. I look back on that and I can't even believe I just said that. Sometimes I post twice a day. Like, really? That's because I've developed systems in my own business to help me show up regularly on social media without feeling like it's consuming way too much of my time and I can actually focus on the impactful actions that are moving my business forward. So how exactly did I get to this place? Well, through a ton of trial and error and a lot of research, I was seeing tons of super successful people posting regular high quality social media content and I knew that if they could do it, I could do it too. So I figured there has to be something to this. Turns out they all use a social media strategy similar to the one I'm going to talk to you about today. So I decided to piece together everything that I knew and everything I collected in my research to build my own efficient and effective social media strategy that works for me. And that's what I'm going to share with you today. I've seen it work for a number of other people too. So I'm really excited to share this with you. And so through this process, you are going to learn how to plan, write, and schedule all of your social media content for an entire week. And so, you know, this might sound a little bit overwhelming, but that's the whole point in this process is to make it efficient and to make it effective. And I promise you by the end of this episode and by the end of learning about all of these steps, you'll, you'll, you'll be like, whoa, that that's crazy. I can't even believe I can do that in an hour. So are you ready for it? Here it goes. All right. So step one know exactly who you are talking about. This might sound a little bit counterintuitive, but you might hear this and think, what in the world are you talking about, Krista? But I want you to stick with me. The very first thing when it comes to being effective and being efficient on social media is you need to know when it, exactly who you are talking to. You need to know your target audience and your ideal client because without knowing that who that person is, 
How in the world do you know what to talk to them about? And I'm going to bring this back to being an RD so you can understand how important this is. So when you counsel a client, you need to factor in all of the unique characteristics about that client in order to really understand how to help them, right? You need to understand their age, things like their gender, their culture, their likes, their dislikes, all of those things, because you know that if you miscalculate or if you communicate to them in a way that's not going to resonate, your care plan isn't going to work. It's not going to be effective. The exact same thing goes for social media. If you don't have a sense of who you're talking to, then your message is resonating with no one. Let me say it one more time for the people in the back. If you're trying to speak to everyone as a generalist, your message is resonating with no one. So that is step one. Know who that person is who you're trying to communicate to because only then can you truly understand what it is that they need to know and want to know from you. And just so you all know in the free business plan workbook that I have on the dietitianproject.com, it has a page which walks you through the concept of defining your niche and understanding your ideal client. So make sure to go check that out. It's a free download on the website um, and it'll walk you through this process if you haven't already done this exercise. So this brings me to step two, which is once you know who you're communicating to, Um, then you have to figure out what are you going to talk to them about? And all too often, I see dietitians telling their audience information that they find interesting. But in reality, this is an exercise in putting yourself into your audience's shoes and empathizing with exactly what questions or what challenges do they have, which you are there to answer for them. Even if you don't have an audience yet, this is the mindset that you need to go into when you're trying to build that audience. You need to have a sense of who is that person I'm trying to attract, I'm trying to communicate to, and this is what should feed into your content. So I'm going to share with you an example. If you write a post about something like food sources of vitamin C, I want you to ask yourself, Is this really what my ideal client wants to or needs to know about? Or is this something that I want to educate them on? Does your ideal client really care about food sources of vitamin C? Do you think they were sitting there asking themselves how to get more vitamin C in their diets? Or do you think that they were asking themselves, how can I improve my immune health? Or how can I stay healthy during cold and flu season? The latter makes way more sense for someone who isn't a nutrition expert. They may not even know that vitamin C plays a role in immune health, but they certainly want to know how to stay healthy. So instead of writing a post about vitamin C, your post should then be about how to improve immune health. And of course, within that, you then touch on food sources of vitamin C. So does that make sense? You really want to flip the table and you want to put yourself into your client's shoes before you're posting anything on social media. So from there, I want you to make a list of all of the things that your target market might want to know about. And I want you to actually make this list. It doesn't matter where it is, if it's, you know, on Google Docs, if it's pen and paper, whatever it might be. Really ask yourself, what are some of those questions or challenges that they have which you can help them with? This should really be the backbone of 
all of your content, helping your audience or solving their problems, not just providing generic information. Showing that you can solve your audience's problems and answer their questions helps them realize that you understand them and in turn, they are going to be so much more likely to want to work with you. Now, of course, I'm not talking about giving people personalized nutrition information or advice on Instagram. Of course, that's not something you're going to do. But what I do mean is that if you get asked a question in your DMs, that is going to be the perfect idea for a content topic that you can then share with the rest of your audience. So if someone sends you a DM and asks you, you know, how can their child get more fiber? If that person is in your target market, chances are more people are wondering the same thing. So consequently, that's the perfect opportunity to create a post on how to get your kids to eat more fiber. So I recommend keeping this as an actual running list because it's going to form the backbone of the topics that you talk about on social. And this also helps to ensure that whenever you go to create content, you already know exactly what you're going to talk about because you can pull ideas from this running list of content topics. This will help you so that you're not just sitting there thinking for 15 minutes about something that might be good to post. So now that we know who we're talking to and what we're going to say, let's move on to step three, which is actually planning out your content. Now, I am a firm believer in planning your content out in advance. This is the most efficient and effective way to ensure that you are showing up on social media regularly and that it doesn't become a part-time job for you. So with this podcast, I'm also sharing a free content planner tool that you can use to facilitate this process. So make sure you get your hands on it. It's at www.thedietitianproject.com. You can check out the free download section and you can get your copy. So when it comes to the planning process, I want you to start off by picking out five to seven categories of topics that you can post about. So when I say categories, I mean high level buckets or topics that your audience will be interested in, which your actual posts will then fall into. So this might sound a little bit confusing, uh, but I want to give you some examples of categories. So an example of a category might be something like a life hack. So, you know, when you share an easy tip or a trick for how someone can integrate a behavior into their life easier. So a couple examples You know, you can swap almond flour for all-purpose flour in a certain recipe to make it gluten-free. Or here's four fast food chains that offer vegan items or what have you. So that's an idea of a bucket, a life hack. Another bucket or another category could be something personal. So this would be where you share something personal about yourself, whether it's your journey with health and wellness or whether it's your background or just, you know, what you had for breakfast. Another bucket or another category, it could be science. So perhaps you're working in a new and emerging area where new research is coming out all the time on your topic. So let's say you're talking about nutrition and mental health. That's kind of your niche area. And you want to share this science or these updated articles with your audience. So you might write a post every once in a while, bringing that scientific finding back to your audience in a digestible way. Another category could be things like recipes or quotes. Quotes are very popular if your focus area is something like body positivity or health at every size, mindful eating. But of course, you can use it for any topic um, and so on. So does that all make sense? 
Uh, so for me and with my business and with my uh, the Dietitian Project Instagram account, some of the categories that I use are Mondays I talk about what I'm up to this week. I always do it every Monday, what I'm up to this week. You know, Tuesdays I share a podcast episode. Wednesdays I share something personal. Thursdays I share a quote or I share, I reshare something that I've done in the past. So a blog article or something like that. And it just keeps rotating like that for me. So when you have these categories in place, what you're going to do is you're going to put them into rotation in your social media plan. It's like your Spotify playlist, you know, when it says your heavy rotation, you have that one little uh, playlist that you listen to those songs constantly. So same thing here. You have your heavy rotation of your same five to seven categories every single week. So the reason why having these categories in place is so important is because it ensures that you are giving your audience variety. And then it also helps you know exactly what you're going to talk about for that day. So again, it's all about making the process more efficient for you. So after I've established my five to seven categories, I'm going to start pulling topics from my list that I created in that Google Doc or wherever you put them. This is usually this or sorry, this isn't usually the time that I write out the caption. At this point, I'm just getting a general idea for the content. So I'll start to write out some content topics. You'll see what I mean when you actually download the planner. But you have your categories and then you have, okay, within that category, what am I going to write about this week? Then I move into step four which is actually scheduling the content and actually writing out your captions. So there's a few tools that I really like to use for this process, which I'm going to link to in the show notes. One of them is called Later. Uh, another one that you could use is called Communit. I think that's how you say it. I don't know. Commune.it. Both options have free services for uh, for you to have one account on there. So you can have like an Instagram account or a Facebook account, but then you'll need to upgrade it if you have multiple accounts. Uh, so basically what these scheduling tools do is they you can plan all your content in them and then they will actually post it for you on your accounts. Um, this is a really just effective and efficient process. And so for me, I always pay for the upgraded membership because my time is worth more than the $30 a month or whatever it costs. And so I just chalk it up to a business expense and the cost of doing business. So when I get to the scheduling app, that's not when I will actually write the captions out. And the great thing here is that you can do this on your computer, which helps a lot for efficiency. I know for me personally, I'm way faster typer on my computer keyboard. Um, and you can also get those nice little spaces between the paragraphs, which makes it a lot more readable for your audience, which Instagram makes it endlessly challenging to do if you're posting within their app. So when you hook your account up to the scheduling app, like later, um, it will actually post for you. So once you're done putting everything in there, you don't even have to worry about it, which is awesome. Now, having said that, you will want to check in every day and monitor your comments, your direct messages, all of that good stuff. Uh, the engagement piece is really integral to your success on Instagram. So don't just schedule it and then wash your hands of it. Make sure you are going back in and checking periodically to interact with your community and interact with your audience. Also, um, so that's really, those are kind of the four biggest steps when it comes to social media productivity. So you have the 
making sure you know who you're talking to, making sure you know what you're talking about and keeping that keeping that running list of all of those content content topics. There's coming up with your planner and coming up with those categories that will help you establish what are those things that you're going to talk about on a week to week basis. And then last but not least, there's actually scheduling the content into a planning tool like later or like Communit. So before I do my outro, this is a side note that I just want to touch on when it comes to social media. Um, so I'm actually recording this episode on Friday, June 5th, which is almost two weeks after the death of George Floyd. And so I've had a few people express some concern over losing followers when they've chosen to speak up about Black Lives Matter and anti-racism. And I just want to assure you that this is a good thing. Your goal with Instagram should not be to get all the people to follow you. You need to have the right people, the ones who share the same beliefs and value system as you do. And if someone doesn't agree with your message about anti-racism, then bye, wish them well. Don't give it a second of your time or energy. Same thing goes for if you're changing your niche over time. If you start off talking about bodybuilding and aesthetics and then you change your tune and you want to fully embrace health at every size, that's okay too. The people who care about aesthetics and bodybuilding, they're probably not going to follow you anymore. That's okay. They don't align with your vision and they don't align with your purpose anymore. That's fine. They're making more space for the people who want to be a part of your tribe and want to be a part of your community. And that, my friends, is a very good thing. So don't get hung up on the vanity metrics. Number of followers does not measure success. All right. So with all that said, those are my tips for social media productivity, how you can have more impact in less time. If you loved this podcast, I would ask you to subscribe an Apple podcast to ensure that you get updates whenever I publish a new episode. Also, I would absolutely love it if you left a review. I want to start sharing the love. So if you leave a review, I will gladly read it out on my podcast and give you a little shout out. If you have any questions or comments, please reach out to me via my website or slide into my DMs on Instagram at The Dietitian Project. I would love to hear from you. Until next time, have an awesome week.